Hello, and welcome back to Hollywood at Home with the Creative Coalition, hosted by Robin Bronk. It's your moment to hear the unfiltered backstory of Hollywood's biggest stars. So sit back, relax, and listen in, as today, we have the pleasure of welcoming one of the stars of Amazon Prime Video's Upload, and soon-to-be star in ABC's Not Dead Yet, coming 2023. Please welcome Josh Banday to the hot seat. How are you? I'm doing okay, doing okay. Just, uh... Finally getting a, a day off here from the day job, so. Yeah, I'm reading, all, I'm reading all about you and <laughs> seeing all about you. I've been reading about you. This is, uh, the feeling is mutual. I've been listening to your interviews. You are my mother, thank you. <laughs> yes. As my kids say, oh yeah, that's <laughs> Well, we're having an amazing time, me and your mom. Well, uh, I knew my mom was, uh, I don't want to say lion, but she said, <laughs> I saw you on your podcast. It was really like, oh, it's an audio thing. So close, mom. So, so close. Her heart was in the right place. In the same way, my aunt is, uh, she's like, I've got a couple of episodes of my podcast up. And I'm like, I'm so excited. She's like, so the videos are, I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what can I say? It's like my Purell bottle has a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. This is very oh, true. This is true. I don't so, have one yet. I, I need to figure it out. Well, let's, oh, okay, well, then let me be the first to promote the soon-to-be-coming <laughs> Band-Aid podcast. I'm thrilled. <laughs> Can't so wait to listen to it. a great big show now. You, you have another big show coming down the pike. Upload. Absolutely. Your current show? Yeah. Well, well, tell me about Upload. Tell us all about Upload and your yeah. Um. So Upload is a show from the brilliant uh, Greg Daniels, who uh, brought us The Office and Parks and Rec and wrote on SNL. And he, you know, poses the question, uh, what happens if after you die, you get uploaded to a digital afterlife? And, uh, and then even more so, like, what if those afterlifes were run by like Walmart and, you know, and, uh, like Paramount and, and streaming and whatnot. Um, and so it's like a, a not too distant future. Uh, and we are following, um, one guy who was, who passed and was uploaded. He's figuring life out as a, as an uploaded person and ends up falling in love with someone in the real world. So, so your character is uploaded. My character is not. I'm called an angel. So technically, I'm, um, yeah, I'm like tech support. So, so but you are dead. I, I know. I'm alive. I'm alive. You're alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 They, they're called angels because they want the uploaded people to think that they're like, to not oh, so it's like a nice word for a customer service rep. That's an extremely nice word. Yes. <laughs> for customer service rep, especially this guy. Like when Disney calls like the hot dog vendors cast members. That's exactly right. That I they're part of the experience. That's spot on. Those corn dogs are good though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. And you know, so. it's a great, it's, it is the happiest place on earth. <laughs> it's true. So, but you've had a lot of experience in um, episodic television, episodic comedy. Is that how you, is comedy where you're, where you started out? Um, No, I started out 
I never really knew about like what acting was or like how you got there. It just seemed like this thing that like three people got to do and everyone else was just like, Oh man, it's so hard to get in. And it's so difficult. So I never really thought about being an actor, but um, Where, where'd you grow up? I grew up in, in LA in South central. It's so called, you, were, you were within reach kind of the industry was like on an Island by itself though. I had no idea it, it existed. You know, I wasn't, the studios were like these things that you took your family to on tours mm-hmm. if they were visiting in from Milwaukee or something. But uh, no, I had no idea. LA, the rest of LA was just, you know, the airport and the beach. It wasn't, we didn't know about that stuff, but I, I ended up losing a bet in college to a friend of mine and didn't have any money. And so the payout was to audition for the musical. What was the musical? It was Candide. Oh, a, a, a classic. <laughs> it was beautiful. Oh man, Leonard Bernstein just knocked it out of the park. It was such a gorgeous, it, it charmed me from the beginning. I was like, I, like, I think Leonard Bernstein's going to go somewhere. Just saying. Um, you know <laughs> what? He should consider this as a career. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was, I had like a nothing part. I, I sang like two lines. I was a king. What were your lines? What did you sing? I sung, the floor is yours, King Herman. And that was it. That was all. <laughs> like an angel. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the big break. I did that. I was in the ensemble and I just loved it. You know, uh, I love the community and the people and fell into to just fall in love with it. But I didn't, I still didn't think it was like something I could do. But that so was what? my first taste. And then what happened? I, uh, <laughs> I did. I kept doing little shows. I was still a graphic design major. Oh, you were a graphic design major. Wow. Yes, very sensible. I was going to work with my dad uh, as a longshoreman on the docks, and that was kind of the trajectory. You know, I'd just be doing little theater shows and stuff like that. But I ended up um, getting into improv. And how did how did you get into improv? I mean, you just were being like. Uh, I was doing musicals. I was doing Shakespeare. And so you were being very classical. I didn't realize. I just thought that's just what acting was. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't know I was threading that needle. But yeah, I guess so. And I really liked it. And I went to one of my teachers and I said, I want to audition for the ground links in Los Angeles because that's where everyone says like the comedians go. And he's like, oh, you're not going to make it at, <laughs> at the ground links. So you're not going to, they're not going to accept you at these comedy schools. You're not funny. And I was like, oh, okay, for sure. For sure. Thank you so much. Um, And I went straight to Second City and auditioned and got in and uh, got into the groundlings as well. But um, then I just started kind of being on the comedy stages in LA and uh, really kind of honing that timing and music. What was the first television show you auditioned for? Okay, <laughs> the first television show I auditioned for, gosh, I don't remember the specific. The first one you remember that. The first one I remember was I did, I did an audition for the new Rush Hour when they were making Rush Hour to a TV show. And it was just, it was just two lines. And it was, you know, you're like a desk clerk or something. But my sister was a, a police officer at the time and I didn't play him like 
a police officer. I played him like the guys that I would see at the desk, you know, or like my sister, just like a regular person. And uh, I'm like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's whatever. And, and they liked it. So then they brought me in and, and dressed me up like a cop. And I got to get murdered, which was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you... If how, you how did you get murdered? An assassin came and killed me in an elevator. It was flipping sweet. That's a lot, that's a lot of acting. It was really cool. Like the doors close and the doors open and I'm like passed out of the floor. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a crowning achievement in my career that one <laughs> yeah it was super fun but yeah that was the first one i remember like auditioning and booking but and then upload which is this big success How, what was um that audition like i got the call i'm going to sound very actory but i had like three auditions that <laughs> well day. that's what that's what you're getting paid the big bucks for on this right podcast. that's yeah. right <laughs> huge yes um but yeah i had like three other auditions the call came in like, Hey, there's this project. Do you want to do it? And I was kind of like, no, you know, I, I got, I'm trying to focus on these other ones. You know what I mean? And then my, uh, my agent at the time was like, or my manager was like, this is Greg Daniels. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I, I love him. Like, yes, whatever it is. And so I went in and did it. And I remember leaving going like, you gotta be kidding me. Like I'm never getting this because the assistant at the time, I don't think is there anymore was mouthing my lines at the same time as I was delivering them. And so my head was exploding in the audition. And I was like, completely like, I wasn't there, you know, acting wise. And uh, I left and I didn't even make it to like the end of the day. And they're like, they're, they're casting you. You're like one of the first people on the show that they've cast apparently. So that just goes to show you sometimes our best, abilities you know are better completely thrown out the window <laughs> serve me just to be out of my head i guess what do you love about this the show upload there's a lot to love about it like it's it, it feels really cool to be on something that is unlike anything else on the air right now because you know there's just so much content but upload is so markedly unique in a lot of ways it's funny there's mystery there's drama there's a love story at the center of it and there's just like quirky interesting comedy the way that they like they do this thing where they mash companies together because they in the future everything is merged so there's like taco bell home depot and like and like walmart walgreens and like they just keep mashing <laughs> these companies together and so like you'll be looking in the background and uh there's just like, <laughs> there's like a Taco Bell LA fitness cup in the back. And you're like, that's hilarious. Yeah. I, I love being a part of a show like that, that really does its homework and does something unique. Do you ever have times though, when you're tell me about when you're on set and you're, you have great you know, fellow cast members, you are hit, you're going into your third season. Have you ever had an episode where you're just breaking up? When you're just like, you, you can't, it's, it's just funny and ludicrous. And <laughs> I mean, when you're in it and you're doing the work, it kind of feels like, I mean, you have to be so specific and you're so in it, in that world, you know, it's hard to like, think about anything else. Like, you know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of this, a lot of what we do is also done in like, uh, done in post. Right. There's a lot of special effects and interesting stuff. 
sometimes you're running into a room and there's just nothing in there. But you have to be like, oh my God, look at this tower, obviously, that is here. It's full of information that really means a lot to me, you know? And so you really have to charge your brain with all that. So sometimes we'll like, you know, at least, you know, me and Andy, sometimes we'll sit down and go like, okay, what is, what is this that we're doing? Okay. And we're here and we're in a car and the car is going, all right, how fast, you know, all those things have to be hashed out beforehand. But yeah, it, it, it feels like you're just in the world when you're in it, you know? Tell me about the backstory of your upload character. Tell me about him. So, you know, for, for those who've seen the show, Ivan is, you know, this, this tech support guy, he works for one of the big companies uh, called Horizon that runs its own heaven. And I don't want to give too much away about this newest or, or second season even, but we come to find out he is more than what he seems. You know, we have two major factions that are in this world, people who support and are living in the world and are, you know, part of technology, and then people who reject technology. We're called the LUDs. And um, Ivan is the guy who's uh, playing both sides. He's playing mom and dad against each other because um, I think because he really likes snacks and whatever he can do to just live his life in the best way he can, he's going to do it. It's not super idealist, but we see a shift in him to something better and more noble in the second season. And in third season, oh my gosh, you guys, (laughs) there's some really cool stuff down the pipeline. So do you think, I mean, what would you, Josh, do? Would you get yourself uploaded? Oh, man, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. I think, I think I would have, I think I would. I mean, you must have thought about it. I mean, even as you're laughing, like we're laughing, but I'm thinking about it. I know I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah. I, I think for me, it's like, I would just want to be around to see like my kids get married. And then once, you know, if they, if they do get married, you know, or at least until they realize the fruition of their lives, you know, their purpose and whatnot. And then like, they don't need me anymore. You know, like once that's all, you know, what am I sticking around? We don't like grandkids are like, or great grandkids and, this knowledge doesn't serve the world. I'm kind of like, I'm okay starting over, you know, what about you? What would you do? As you're talking, I'm thinking about it. And some of the words that you're using are like, you know, what's this knowledge? And you think about that sort of like here, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're kind of obsolete at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's cool to like, I think about like, like civil war reenactors, like, at what point do we go, like, let's see a different play? You know, like, is, is there, like, another show we can, we can tack on? But, okay, all right, let's do it. And, like, as we go through history, it's only going to get more distorted and funny. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's a good question. And now you have another big show coming up. It's going to be airing in February. Mm. Not Dead Yet seems to be a theme. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a contract. I have a writer in my contract that I only work with things involving dead people. Yeah, well, it's uh, working. You know, yeah, it's working. You. Now every every writer and actor is going to have that in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Josh Fandy listens to us. That's right. That and uh, and only the brown M and M's. Those are the two <laughs> my two things. <laughs> well, tell tell us about Not Dead Yet. I'm excited about it. Wednesday, oh. February eighth, twenty twenty three is the release. 
that's our release yeah yeah that's the release um it's based on a book called um confessions of a 40 something fuck up by alexandra potter it's a great great read beautiful book but basically it's the story of a self-prescribed fuck up who was played by gina rodriguez whose life just explodes at one point you know she gets she leaves her husband at the altar and then she starts her life over as a writer and the first thing she's put on are obituaries and then she starts to be able to see the ghosts of the people she's writing about which is Ooh. just like kind of wild yeah what's your, what's your character my character is dennis simwa jones um i play one of her best friends who she's coming back to as a journalist but the world has shifted and so now i actually have to be her boss as well so yeah i'm like her office buddy and and superior i guess manager and it's a comedy oh yeah oh yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh yes <laughs> it's very and, i know it sounds morbid but it is so so half an hour episodic comedy is your thing i guess right so now. yeah for now so you've worked on streaming uploads on streaming um this one's on network and have you you've already have you already um taped the uh not dead yet or we're on our last episode this week yeah so episode? 13 so, episodes so i can yeah I, I can savor each one <laughs> yeah and it's got the you know it's network so we're not doing the you know one full blast you have to wait for the episodes every week what do you think about working on network versus yeah, i'm sure you love it i mean what else are you gonna say <laughs> yeah i know i know it's it's really different i will say that if tell us, you know, you're the insider. How is network different from streaming? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Uh, well, catering's amazing. Um, and it's, I think it's, you know, I, I can't really speak for all of network, but I can tell you about our set, and I can tell you that it's unlike any other set that I've been a part of. I think because partially it's because we have. You know, Gina Rodriguez is our star and, you know, it's no secret. She's announced she is pregnant, but there's so much more care to put towards everybody's life and like well-being. And we get out at decent times and, and there's priority towards people's health now, which is so different than it used to be. I know. Right. And there's just like this really kind of beautiful energy on set. Everybody's a parent. We're all talking about our kids, you know, off stage, and they really have taken very good care of us. And it's just, it's honestly a beautiful place to work. It's, it's like well, what is most challenging about a half an hour episodic weekly sitcom? I'd say the most challenging thing is story, right? Uh, in terms of acting, I think. Because say you do something like theater, you really see someone's arc from beginning to end all the way through. When you are playing a character that's, that's not the lead, you know, my character Dennis goes through a lot of different changes. His story is a beautiful telling of him and this couple, but it's difficult week to week to keep track of it. I'm like, where are we? What, what's yeah. happening now? You know, where is he emotionally? Where is he in this story? Do you shoot the whole of each episode or is it done? It's not done in order, is it? So uh, normally it is done in, in order. Um, 
there have been times we've had to go out of order, but normally it is done in order. Mm-hmm. But when you get an episode, that episode is not necessarily shot in chronological order. So yeah, there's a lot of jumping around. And each week, when do you get your script? Uh, we get our scripts. We do a table read the week before, but then they do reshoot or they do uh, rewrites. And then we kind of get finals on the, like the day before, the night before. So what's your trick to, to memorizing? Meaning. Meaning is my big, is my, is, <laughs> it's kind of my trick. It's like, if the script doesn't mean anything, I literally, I, it's like also my weakness. Like I can't <laughs> memorize it. The lines that are like, sup for no reason or like, Ooh, girl, like for no reason. I can't, I, they just leave my brain, but I track what this character is going through emotionally and what it means to them, what these lines mean to them. And then it, it falls in. I can memorize things now that like, we'll do one rehearsal and I'm like, okay. And before when I'd audition, it would take me like 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, but now it's just, it just clicks in. Cause so it means walk us through for, for this first civil, us civilians. So you get, you get the, you get your script. Yes. Then you do a table read. Yes. Which is exactly what it sounds like, right? You're, Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we're all on Zoom now, but yes. Uh-huh. Oh, you do Zoom table reads now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, everybody's... How do you feel about that? Do you, would you prefer in-person or what do you care? Um, I, performance-wise, I would prefer in-person. But safety-wise, there's just so many people that need to be there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's easier, you're, you know, here and there. Yeah, it's so. just less, less of a worry. Yeah, I think so. It's a weird future, this thing. Yeah. I would, do you prefer interviews in person or are you okay with Zoom? Have you adjusted? You know, we do all, po- I think we've done all podcasts on Zoom. In fact, one actor wanted to come in. I'm like, that's okay, we'll Zoom. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you know, everything has like, it was just easier. And I feel like connect. Um, but back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm curious. But back to you. No, it, it's a good question because, um, it's even meetings, and especially in LA, you know, where everything involved so much driving. It kind of is, you know, we've kind of made that leap over the screen, and and there because it kind of people are like, yeah, I don't have to go over the hill at three o'clock. So right, right, yeah, less time in the car. Yeah. So, nice. um, and then so you have your table reading. Are you do you tape it? Do you tape to live, live to tape, or what do you? So they record the Zoom sessions. And then I think those get sent out to, you know, production and network and the writers, and then they do rewrites from there. Yeah. And it takes usually about a week. And then by the next week we have kind of fresh sides. That's the and next sides time. are for those people who are. Uh, thank you. <laughs> sides are uh, copies, little copies of the script that you are reading that day. It's not a full, full copy. It's just the pages that you're doing for that day. And how, how many days do you tape an episode? Each episode takes five days, just about. Yeah. So we shoot. Is that typical with upload also? Upload is really pretty loose. Um, yeah. From what I, yeah. Although it was different for me this time, to be totally honest, because I was shooting both shows at the same time. Oh yeah. What are you going to do next year? I don't know. <laughs> Roll the dice. You know, oh, I don't know. How did you shoot two shows at the same time? Like, so Basically, we were able to get uh, a week hiatus per month with Not Dead Yet. And I would fly up to Canada 
uh, over the weekend. And oh, it's you know, is it in Vancouver? Or? Yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, fly up there, put every mask on that I could afford, a hazmat suit, you know? <laughs> and, oh, yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, shoot there for, for five days and then fly back again in the hazmat suit. I'm working with a pregnant lady. I can't give her COVID, you know? Oh God. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a pretty grueling schedule, but this year was a real gift for me to be able to really show what I can do acting. There's a lot of firsts for me this year. It's been really beautiful, really beautiful experience. Oh, I don't want to leave. You also were in Pam and Tommy. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was in Pam and Tommy. For How did I have character on Pam and Tommy? Pam and Tommy was pretty wild. It was the first time I've been on a set like that. Uh, Wait, what do you mean when you say a set like that? So, okay, so we're, so I'm shooting my one of my first scenes with another actor who's also in um, who's also in White Lotus, and was, you know we're, we're shooting this kind of tense, dramatic scene. He's my boss. He's not going to be working out like okay, so you know maybe I'm older than you, so I'm like why am I not He's like, that's great. And I'm like, I'm giving you this news. And it's like the first time we're going to, you know, so we're working on all the emotional stuff underneath the text that we're saying. And we go through the scene and we do it. And it's like really, really tight. It's really good. They give us adjustments and they're like, all right, great. Let's do another take. We turn around and on either side of us are cubicles lined with naked women, which I was not, I was not <laughs> expecting. <laughs> You weren't expecting. <laughs> they just didn't mention it, you know, just, you know, cause they had their own place to go and rest, which absolutely they should. And like, we were with the actors. And so uh, it was just like, Oh, surprise. Um, here it is. Uh, you know, no big deal, but we were, you know, we were supposed to be working in a porn studio. So that's, that was par for the course, but um, it was just like, Hey, this is, this is new. Uh, for you but then it actually was kind of good because it locked us into that setting too but yeah, yeah kind of it was a little wild <laughs> yeah, that and it was a great a great piece of entertainment yeah yeah i thought so too we watched the whole thing it was pretty so fun. what's next what, well, i mean i say what's next for you but you already have two hit shows you know concurrently so <laughs> i say sleep should be next for you i think uh, i think i'll take on close-up magic um <laughs> Uh, no, what's next? I, I'm working on uh, writing and producing my own show and um, going to pitch around a few pilots next year to the networks and, and see what lands. I'm also, yeah, so writing some, some really fun stuff. Hopefully people will like it. Oh, we're here whenever you want to promote it. Ooh, all right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Josh Bandy, Not Dead Yet, coming up. Upload next season is coming up. He's, you know, he's the deaf character that we follow. <laughs> if you have dead people in your project, you call have to, me, the, I'm there. The project's not dead, but the people are. That's exactly right. Oh, is that my new tagline? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Ryan. Right. Thank you, thank you. Thanks everyone for tuning into this week's episode of Hollywood at Home with the Creative Coalition featuring Josh Banday. For more information about The Creative Coalition, visit our website at thecreativecoalition.org or visit our social media. That's at The Creative Coalition on TikTok and Instagram and at The Creative C on Twitter. See you next week.